0: As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep—a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Relief line of soft gels. Plus CBD Relief is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response. Plus CBD Relief is doctor-formulated with recovery-supporting ingredients including CBD, CBDA, and Levagen plus PEA. Relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness, support joint function, and encourage recovery following strenuous activity. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically-researched active ingredients, and with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman thirty for thirty percent off. That's pluscbdoil.com com slash Hoffman for plus CBD's relief soft gels.
1: Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. Thank you for joining me. I'm Layla Mutin, your host. I'm a registered dietitian-nutritionist here in New York. I appreciate your topics of interest, your questions. You can email them to radioprogram at aol.com. Radioprogram at aol.com. You've heard me talk from time to time or mention Regenerative agriculture on this, on this program. Uh, myself on this podcast, even along with Dr. Hoffman, uh, I've commented on it and I've been reading more and more about it. And this really is going to be the way of the future because it is so impactful in a good way to the planet Earth. Now we know that the largest source of agricultural emissions are the industrial cropping practices. These industrial cropping practices, they disturb and degrade soil health. We need healthy soil to grow healthy food and to work well in its own ecosystem. So industrial farming, industrial cropping practices that disturb and degrade soil health, including tilling, tillage, monocropping, fallowing, heavy use of chemical and fossil fuel produced fertilizer. And unfortunately, these practices are used on most of the agricultural lands in the country, and they degrade soil health so much that the United States lost 1.7 billion tons of it to wind and water erosion in 2017 alone. We are degrading our soil, 1.7 billion tons of it in the year 2017. I can't wrap my head around that much soil that has been degraded and eroded to wind and water. I'm gonna get into terms and things soon. I just wanna bring all of this to your attention about the disadvantages, the terrible impacts really, of industrial cropping practices. Now we know that carbon is naturally stored in soil. So losing soil to erosion prevents the agricultural land from sequestering carbon from the atmosphere. And another source of agricultural emissions comes from industrialized animal production facilities called confined animal feeding operations. You've heard of them. CAFO, C-A-F-O, confined animal feeding operations, your commercial meat. Your non-organic, your non-pastured, your non-grass-fed meat is the commercial meat, the factory farm stuff, also known as feedlots. These CAFOs and the manure lagoons that accompany them, they emit methane, right? Which is a potent greenhouse gas. In fact, CAFOs, are the second largest agricultural source of greenhouse gas emissions. They pollute waterways, including drinking water, supplies for millions of rural Americans. Industrial agriculture continually extracts our natural resources without replenishing them. It's parasitic. And... This is a practice that the 1930s Dust Bowl taught us was unsustainable. By the way, this is out of the Natural Resources Defense Council. That's nrdc.org, Natural Resources Defense Council. They did a really good job of putting this together, and I'm compelled to bring this to you. Now, unfortunately... Our nation's quest to reward scale has also led to massive consolidation of agricultural infrastructure. Now, only four agribusinesses largely control what seeds, fertilizers, farmers can purchase. We talk about big agriculture. We talk about big pharma. We talk about big food, big food companies. We're talking about Four agribusinesses largely control what seeds and fertilizers farmers can purchase. Four companies control more than 80% of the country's beef processing, 70% of the country's pork processing, 60% of the country's sheep and lamb processing as well. And the story in poultry is similar. More than 97% of American chicken is raised under contract for large vertically integrated companies and four companies control 53% of the poultry market. The companies that control processing also dictate how farmers Farmers must raise their animals. This stifles innovation. Farmers must take on increasingly large loans to farm at the scale needed to fulfill their contracts with these big companies. And the local businesses that previously supported agriculture, the mills, the silos, the seed cleaning facilities are dying due to this consolidation. Uh, Let me give you another point. You know, back in 1980, we used to have 40 independent news networks. Now every news network is owned by six companies or even individuals, if I may say so. Good analogy. Okay, so these business. And the independent farmers who are emblematic of rural America, they're disappearing. They're crushed under cycles of debt. Current farmers struggle with their mental health. And younger generations, they do not see farming as a viable career. So we must reverse the agriculture's trajectory. Policy shaped our current situation and policy can change it. The Natural Resources Defense Council is a nonprofit group. They've been around since the 1970s, and this is their mission. This is where I'm bringing you this information from them. Regenerative agriculture's management philosophy of farming in harmony with nature. Offers an alternative vision of what agriculture can be. A system that helps us fight pollution, grow healthier food, protect the environment, rebuild rural farming communities, and make farming profitable again. Yes, please. We want everyone to prosper. Our farmers included. The regenerative, the regenerative farmers and ranchers that were interviewed for this report that I'm reading to you about told us that by adopting regenerative agriculture and using practices that build soil health, like cover cropping, they felt better prepared for changes in the environment it reduced their risk that it kept more money in their pockets and restored ecosystems. So instead of continually extracting natural resources, regenerative agriculture gives back to the land. It is only right. Industrial cr- cropping practices are parasitic. So instead of controlling environments to grow more crops, it encourages farmers and ranchers to make management decisions based on what natural resources are available and what they observe in and around the soil. So these ideals have been embraced by indigenous people and farmers For centuries, these interviews that were done by the NRDC also helped them to develop a deeper understanding of how we can reform the broader food system to be more inclusive of regenerative agriculture and groups that have historically been disenfranchised by federal agricultural programs And in this report, the NRDC presents policy recommendations to transition more of United States agriculture to regeneratively managed systems. Policies that are inspired by the lived experiences of farmers and ranchers. Now, I know I've thrown out a whole bunch of terms here, So I want to go through a a bit of a glossary, if I may, the descriptions of these practices. So let me start going through them. Agroforestry. Agroforestry is an indigenous practice wherein growers integrate trees and shrubs into crop and animal systems. This practice which mimics forest systems, helps multiple species benefit from one another. You understand it's a symbiotic relationship. All of us here on earth, this is how it all works, to replenish the soil, not degrade it, not erode it, not suck the life out of it, which is what we've been doing for decades. Another term, animal integration. The practice of using land for both animals and crop systems, usually with the animals in carefully managed grazing rotation, rather than producing plants and animals separately. Animals stimulate soil, bi- soil biology while trampling on the grasses And add organic matter to the soil with manure. So, just by walking around, they're stimulating the soil biology. You know, there is a such thing as soil science. So, by trampling on these grasses, these animals stimulate the soil biology and they add organic matter through their manure. What is animal welfare? Animal welfare is the practice of prioritizing the health and well-being of the animals being raised. Composting, here's something most of you are are, or most of us are familiar with already because it's practiced all around the country, even in urban areas. Uh, Composting is the natural process of turning waste from manure or food into fertilizer, and this can improve soil health. Conservation buffer. A conservation buffer is the practice of planting permanent vegetation in small areas of land around a field or farm to prevent soil erosion, protect and enhance soil quality, prevent air and water pollution, and improve wildlife habitat. What are contour plantings? The planting of crops in a pattern around a hill instead of up and down the hill. This is interesting. Following the natural contours of a landscape helps slow water flow during a rain event and it reduces erosion. How we plant, even in our own backyards, can help to reduce erosion. This is important for anybody with a backyard, or front yard. Cover croppings, I've mentioned this in earlier on, cover croppings is the planting of vegetation that keeps soil covered to reduce soil erosion, increase water retention, improve soil health, increase biodiversity, and more. Cover crops can be planted around the time of harvesting cash crops or in between rows of permanent crops. Diversified cropping means raising a variety of crops alongside one another in order to protect against pests and disease providing a diversified income stream and habitats for pollinators and improved soil health when you have a variety when you have a variety of crops it attracts certain insects that will be prey to other insects this is how you control the pests not by spraying pesticide so raising a variety of crops alongside one another in order to protect against pests and diseases, providing a diversified income stream and habitats for pollinators and improve the soil's health. Many indigenous farmers have grown diverse crops alongside one another for centuries. Perhaps the most widely known example is the, quote, three sisters end quote, technique of growing corn, legumes, and squash together. What is a hedgerow? It's a type of conservation buffer consisting of a line of shrubs or trees around a cropping system. It acts as a habitat for beneficial insects and other organisms, and it also serves as a windbreak. You see how all of these things, when done correctly, serves the ecosystem, replenishes the soil, keeps pests and diseases at bay. Next term, intensively managed grazing, also known as intensive rotational grazing. This is an indigenous practice that mimics the way large animals move in herds across grasslands. This method of grazing moves livestock between pastures on a regular basis to improve soil fertility and allow pasture grasses to regrow. The grass-fed beef that you buy, the grass-fed, grass-finished, those those cattle are managed. They're moved from area to area to let the grasses then regrow and replenish. That's how they're fed, grass. No-till farming, a technique that leaves the soil intact when planting rather than disturbing the soil through plowing. So you see, tilling and plowing is not the way to go. Pasture cropping. Planting annual species on perennial grassland to keep soil covered as the perennial species enters its dormant phase, right? And perennial planting, you know perennials, you don't need to plant these every year. It's the use of plants that don't need to be replanted every year. The plants exhibit long root systems that can retain water, instead of letting it run off and erode the soil. Thereby, these plants, these perennials, by exhibiting long root systems that can help retain water, improve soil's porosity, the porousness of the soil, can sequester and store carbon and improve the soil health. This is the way carbon is sequestered and stored in the soil. But we need to keep the soil healthy. We don't do that by, by tilling and plowing, as we do in industrial agriculture. Industrial agriculture needs to stop, needs to stop being incentivized by the government, by big agriculture. Reducing or eliminating pesticides or fossil fuel-produced inputs. This is an approach to managing pre- pests that relies on building soil health and leveraging other natural systems instead of relying on pesticides or other dangerous chemicals. Silvopasture. What is silvopasture? a form of agroforestry that integrates trees into pastures for grazing animals. It's like letting the animals graze in the forest, right? So this is, I'm ending part one here. Stay tuned next week for part two for illustrations of a regenerative farm's climate and water cycles. This is all very interesting. Thank you for joining me and stay tuned next week for part two on more about regenerative, regenerative <laughs> agriculture. Thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine.
0: Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Black for Health liquid extract from Future Farm Botanicals combines the four most powerful of these plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black peppercorn, and black cumin seed. It's an all-natural daily preventative against a host of possibly inflammatory issues. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, circulation, and immunity. It's a delicious-tasting supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuturefarm.com. P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. And while supplies last, buy two bottles of Black for Health and get two bottles of wild oil of oregano free. That's a $55 value just for listening to Intelligent Medicine, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman.
1: This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your healthcare.